So welcome to the Worthy of podcast. I am Chip Stewart. It is Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. And uh, I'm really excited about this episode because um, during the time that we have, I'd like to share with you God's desire for us to be entertained. So what I'd like you to do now is turn with me to Exodus chapter 20. And we're going to look at the Ten Commandments where God commands us to be entertained. So, starting in in verse 1, Exodus chapter 20, And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Continuing on in verse 12. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant um, or his female servant or his ox um, or his donkey or anything uh, that is your neighbor's. Okay. Um, no, it's not an Exodus. It's not, not, not in the Ten Commandments. Okay. Um, okay. Let, let's, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 8. I'm pretty sure it's when Israel um, enters the promised land that God promised them a life of leisure and entertainment. So um, turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 8. And uh, starting verse 7, we'll, we'll read verses 7 through 20. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs, flowing out in the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills you can dig copper. And you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes, which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied. Okay, it's probably going to be here. Um, Then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God uh, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery who led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its fiery servants, sorry, serpents and scorpions and thirsty ground where there was no water 
who brought you water out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness of manna that your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and test you to do you good in the end. Beware lest you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant, that he swore to your fathers, and it is this day. And if you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish like the nations that the Lord makes to perish before you. Uh, So shall you perish because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. Um, No, no, not not there. Okay, um, it wasn't there. So let's... Let's turn to the Beatitudes in uh, in Matthew, uh, because it talks about being blessed, right? So I'm sure we'll find one that says, blessed are the entertained. So um, starting off here, um, seeing in the crowds, he went up all the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek. For they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Uh, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Uh, Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Um, uh, listen, guys, I'm sorry. It's uh, not there either. Okay, there's there's one more place um, I, I'd like for us to look. Let's turn to James chapter 4, um, verses um, verses 1 through 10. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's here. Okay, uh, starting verse 1. Uh, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and you do not have, so you murder. You covet and you, you cannot and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people, oh boy, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealousy over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Um... Okay, so I I was unable to find um, a commandment in the scriptures about being entertained, um, and some of you are probably uh, uh, wondering what, what's going on here. I just started listening to this um, this this guy's podcast, and and he's already gone off the rails saying that God God commands us to be entertained. Um, I. I kind of I kind of went through that absurd exercise there um, to to show that the scriptures, in my opinion, speak quite differently 
um, about the subject. And, and I do that because I don't think we really consider what entertainment is and, and where it comes from. Um, it, it, it's something that, that we find to be entrenched in our lives and we, we accept it and expect it, really. So I think it's worthwhile to really consider what its, what its content is and its function, okay? So I'll pose you a question. Have you ever considered what comes out of that black rectangular box that's you know, in your, on the wall in your home or in your pocket? You know, where, where does that content come from? And I'm not talking about the device itself. You know, we can go into that whole philosophical argument about, okay, you know, the TV or the phone, it's amoral, meaning it's not um, good or bad. It, it, you know, it's just, it's just a thing, right? Depends on how you use it. Um, I'm, I'm talking about what, what comes out of it, um, what, what the majority of the, the content is um, that we see. And... Who do you think controls it? Well, we talked about the world system uh, in the last, well, two, two episodes ago. And the way I see the televisions, the, you know, all the content that's coming out is it's a way for the world system to achieve some of its objectives. It's a mouthpiece for the world system to get you to conform to it. You know, when you think about what's being broadcast, it teaches you the ways of the world system. It manipulates you to act and think like the world wants. It is the wisdom of the world being shared broadly to indoctrinate the people in the world system. It's it's full of deceptions of the devil. You go back to the world system, it takes on the character of its leader, who is Satan or the devil, who lies and is a deceiver. So you're going to see this deception, this, these lies, come across through this medium. And when you look at what this content is, it targets our weaknesses. You know, think about what you see in the programming. It targets things like the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the boastful pride of life in humanity. And the impact that it has on Christians is it stunts the growth of a Christian. It, it, it results in arrested development, is one way I would, I would call it. And then ultimately it reduces your effective as a servant of Christ. When you think of the content, you know, really look at it. Um, I, I would argue it wars against the spirit that's inside you. So if we look at Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 26, it says, But I say, walk by the spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Consider this. Are, are we gratifying the desires of our flesh by watching what we watch on TV or on the Internet? Verse 17, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. 
Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like this. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. How much of those things do you see in, on television, the content on the internet? That list that I just read you, how much of that do you see? Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit, so now we're going to talk about the Spirit, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So you go back to that list, the fruit of the Spirit. How much of that do you see in the content on TV? Compare that to the other, the other list of the works of the flesh. And then verse 25, remember, if we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Is, is that content, is, is watching that content keeping us in step with the Spirit? I would argue a lot of times it doesn't. It wars against the Spirit. If we look at 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, he gives us a warning not to love the world. And the things that are coming across in this programming, the majority of it, is of the world. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Is back to what I said toward the beginning that for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. That's the majority of the content. And it wars against your spirit or and the spirit, the Holy Spirit inside of you. Do not be conformed to the world is what is said in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Do not be conformed to this world. That's what this programming does. It, it wants to conform you to the world system, the way it thinks its value system. And God tells us, do not do that. And it, it, it makes it more difficult when we, when we ingest this content. It makes it more difficult for us to discern what is the will of God, what is good, what is acceptable, and what is perfect. It taints us. It, it corrupts the way we think. We need to consider the source of this content. Who do you think creates it? Is it the children of God or is it the children of the devil? 
the majority of the content you see on TV, on the internet, who creates it? If it's the children of the devil, why do they create what they do? What is the end of that creation? And I, again, I go back and say it's to conform you to this world, which God tells us that he does not want us conformed to. We need to be in step with the Spirit, and this wars against it. I think we also need to remember that good fruit won't come from a rotten tree. So those things out there that are rotten trees, we can't expect to see good content from them. So Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 19, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. As you can see in this passage, talking specifically about false prophets and comparing them to a diseased tree. I think you can also apply this to other sources and other um, influences within your life that, that are bad trees and that we should not expect us to get good fruit from them. We should expect to get bad fruit. Something we also need to consider is that these people that create the content, these high priests, sorcerers and magicians of Hollywood, they speak the devil's native language. John chapter 8, verse, 30, verse 44, You belong to your father the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So this, this applies to his children that are creating this content, especially the ones who are what I call the high priest sorcerers and magicians of Hollywood. They're creating all this and lying and deceiving. We have to remember that this, this stuff is not innocuous. You, you can't expect to sit in front of the TV and see some of the stuff and it, and it have a neutral impact on you. And I would actually argue the opposite. It's actually toxic, poisonous. It goes back to what I'm saying about it, warring against the spirit. Have, I mean, have you not noticed how within the last few years they skillfully weave um, agendas like the LGBTQ agenda into all the shows that show it's, it's very coordinated and deliberate? Do you think this is not inno this is just innocuous? It's not. You have to be very careful. I mean, when you sit in front of it, why why do we put ourselves under fire from the devil on purpose? It's like you sit in front of it, you tempt yourself with the lust of the eyes that you know seeing you know that beautiful woman dressed scantily on on the screen, or the lust of the flesh, maybe. You know, it, it's something that that may be the lust of the flesh example I use there. Maybe the lust of the eyes is that brand new car that you don't need, but you got to have it. You know, that's they want to 
influence you to act like the world and the boastful pride of life. You know, it's all about you. Have it your way. You know, it's about you. We're flirting with temptation is what we do when we watch this sort of stuff. It's constant. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. When you watch this stuff, are you thinking about whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise? Is that what this content's leading to? In most cases, I would probably say not. If so, wonderful. You found something wonderful to watch. But my 50 plus years on this planet, being <laughs> exposed to the uh, exposed to the TV and everything else, I don't see a whole lot of it, to be perfectly honest. Um, I, you know, my, I myself, I try to stay away from it as much as I can. You know, I, I see it. I see it myself. I, I, I sit down from TV and I'm, I'm like mesmerized. I, I, it's almost trance like I see it in my son. It, it, it's like a, a moth to a flame. It, you can't, it's almost like you can't escape watching it if it's on. It's just something about it. it, it it's crazy. We have to ask ourselves, are we guarding our minds from this? And, and we have to remember as Christians, we should never put down our shields. We must always be discerning. And, and it's this trance-like state we get into where it's like we go into receive mode without thinking. All this, this information that's coming out of, of the TV from a, from a show, a movie, whatever it is, and, and the filters are gone and we just drink it. We just, we just gulp it down and we don't really step back and consider what effect this is having on our faith with what effect this is having on the word of God in us. Next, next time um, you, you go watch, you know, a show on TV, a movie, whatever it is, maybe consider conducting a test going back to Galatians chapter five, verses 16 through 24. And before you go, maybe take a piece of paper on a clipboard or something like that. On one side, write the fruit, like write down in a column, the fruit of the spirit which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And then on the other side of the sheet, in another column, write down the works of the flesh. Things like sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies. Write that down the other column. Or, or maybe you can use the list from Romans 1, verses 29 through 31 for that. Instead of perhaps the works of flesh, you could always use, you know, they were to read the, to read the um, actually, let's start in verse 28, uh, but I'll, I'll read it through for you. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness, gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Write those down in the column. And then the next time you go watch a show, 
have your have the clipboard there with a pencil, and every time you see one of those qualities um, being demonstrated, just put a check or tick something by it, and then when you're done, count up what you saw. Are you seeing fruit of the spirit or the works of the flesh? Just check it out. Do that test. You might be surprised at, um, at at how it ends up. So you know, once you once you do that, you know, reflect upon how you're changed by what you saw. You know what your intake is of this content. Does it increase the works of the flesh in your life, or do you see an increase in the fruit of the spirit? And this is your outward life and your inner thought life. You need to consider how you are, how this has affected you after you've watched it. Something else you can try doing as well. Try eliminating its influence for a few days. You know, at least, you know, at least some of it. And see how you change. How your mood change. How your mood changes. Um, how your life changes you know how how are you any different so just give that a try and then maybe even try replacing the time in front of the tv with meditating upon scripture uh and praying and see how different you feel after that because i do think that the entertainment that that we're given uh detracts from our study of the scriptures and from prayer and it's hard I grew up with, with all this, and, and it's very hard to extract yourself from watching the movies and, and the TV shows and all that sort of stuff because it's an expectation. It's a part of life is, is what it becomes. And it's that hyp- hypnosis, that the hypnotic effect that you just, you know, you can't get away from it. So it takes, it takes I guess my point is it takes a deliberate effort to, to wean it out of your life. And God tells you to do things like this. If anything causes you to sin, to cut it off. Matthew chapter 5, verses 29 through 30. If your right eye causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better for you to lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. Now, our, our Lord isn't saying actually maim yourself here. He's He is emphasizing the sinfulness of sin and if something causes you to sin get it out of your life and if this content that you're watching is warring against your spirit spirit causing you to sin get it out of your life okay now with my encouraging you to get this stuff out of your life some may raise an objection saying that this is legalism or perhaps asceticism. Um, I I would argue it's not. Um, So just to define the terms, ascetic uh, means retired from the world, rigid, severe, austere, like getting rid of stuff, uh, employed in devotions and mortifications. Um, And then legalism is... um, it's a term Christians use to describe a doctrinal position emphasizing a system of rules and regulations for achieving both salvation and spiritual growth. And um, I, I, you know, I'm not 
telling people to, I'm not telling you to forbid watching TV or anything like that. I'm telling you to do this out of a love for Christ, obedience to him, a concern for all of our spiritual walks with Christ. It's about our sanctification. It's about our effectiveness as a servant of Christ. I'm not saying forbid it. I'm saying make a choice, make your own choice to, to get these negative worldly influences out of your life because they they war with your spirit they war against the holy spirit they arrest your your development as a child of god so consider that again it's ultimately your choice but you need to know what's going on here and the risks Paul warns us in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, all things are lawful for me, for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. So is this content we're watching, is it harmful or helpful? And if it's harmful, why are we subjecting ourselves to it? Ask yourself, is what you're watching, does it glorify God? You know, if it, if it doesn't, then, then we might have a problem here with subjecting ourselves to to this this entertainment that we're watching you know if you're if you're seeing that you're stepping into a snare uh, or you wander into an ambush get yourself out you know you you're starting to watch something and it's offensive and it's it's warring against your spirit turn off the tv walk out of the theater cancel that subscription to whatever it is that you have that that's polluting do whatever it takes to rid your life of, of the spiritual poison that comes through manifold sources around us. James tells us in chapter 1, verse 21, Therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Replace all this entertainment with the word of God. You know, we're, we walk on this earth once before we go to be with the Lord. And, and, and it's our training. It, it's our obedience to Christ while we're here. We need to be in his word so we know who our Savior is. We love him. We can serve him while we're here. James chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. He tells us here, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist the devil coming through the entertainment. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves there before the Lord and he will exalt you. And then finally, let me remind you, uh, still in James chapter 1, verse 20, verse 27, Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. I just can't help to think that every time we're watching some of this this programming, this entertainment, we're being polluted, we're being stained, we're defiling ourselves with some of this stuff, this worldly content that, that we have come to expect in our lives to be a part of our lives but it's not godly so i encourage each one of us 
to recognize this. Take, just step back, open your eyes, take a look at it, be discerning. Go back and do that, that test. Okay, am I seeing, what am I seeing in this show that I'm binge watching on Netflix? Is it the fruit of the spirit or is it the works of the flesh, the deeds of the flesh? What is it? And reject those things that, that are ungodly. So I'm going to pray for us now because I know this is difficult. It, it can be probably like an addiction. But take one step at a time. Take a step away from this worldly entertainment and make that a step toward God and His Word and His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So pray with me. Father, I pray for everyone who hears me that you protect them from being soiled by the the world. You help them extricate themselves from all this, this wickedness that surrounds us and turn to the purity of your word, the truth, the truth of your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross to save us, who you wish us to be like. Let us cast aside every weight that holds us back so we may run the race that you have set before us so we can purify ourselves, remain pure as your children in this world, not be polluted by it. Father, I thank you that you love us so much. Lord, help us to be obedient to you. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.